for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. Welcome to Living Life. Non-Christians are saying that it is absurd to call the Bible as a word of God. They say that the Bible is a fairy tale. It is all made-up stories. Or to be fair, it is a mixture with the historical facts and some mytholo mythology. Even some believers say that the Bible was written by persons, it was edited by human beings continuously, so it is not perfectly reliable or trustworthy. But this is what the Bible says, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. What does that mean? It means even though the Bible is written by man, it is actually written by men who are inspired, controlled, or led by God. That means the Bible is written by God. Therefore, it is the very Word of God. This is what the Dr. J. O. Kinnaman says. Of the hundreds of thousands of artifacts found by the archaeologists, not one has ever been discovered that contradicts or denies one word phrase, clause, or sentence of the Bible, but always confirms and verifies the facts of the biblical record. That's so true. Today we will see how reliable and trustworthy our Bible is. Let's read today's passage. Daniel chapter 11 verses 1 through 19 and in the first year of Darius the Mede, I took my stand to support and protect him. Now then, I tell you the truth, three more kings will arise in Persia, and then a fourth, who will be far richer than all the others. When he has gained power by his wealth, he will stir up everyone against the kingdom of Greece. Then a mighty king will arise, who will rule with great power and do as he pleases. After he has arisen, his empire will be broken up and parcelled out toward the four winds of heaven. It will not go to his descendants, nor will it have the power he exercised, because his empire will be uprooted and given to others. The king of the south will become strong, but one of his commanders will become even stronger than he and will rule his own kingdom with great power. After some years, they will become allies. The daughter of the king of the south will go to the king of the north to make an alliance, but she will not retain her power, and he and his power will not last. In those days, she will be betrayed, together with her royal escort and her father and the one who supported her. One from her family line will arise to take her place. He will attack the forces of the king of the north and enter his fortress. He will fight against them and be victorious. 
He will also siege their gods, their metal images, and their valuable articles of silver and gold and carry them off to Egypt. For some years, he will leave the king of the north alone. Then the king of the north will invade the realm of the king of the south, but will retreat to his own country. His sons will prepare for war and assemble a great army which will sweep on like an irresistible flood and carry the battle as far as his fortress. Then the king of the south will march out in a rage and fight against the king of the north, who will raise a large army, but it will be defeated. When the army is carried off, the king of the south will be filled with pride and will slaughter many thousands, yet he will not remain triumphant. For the king of the north will muster another army, larger than the first, and after several years, he will advance with a huge army, fully equipped. In those times, many will rise against the king of the south. Those who are violent among your own people will rebel in fulfillment of the vision, but without success. Then the king of the north will come and build up siege ramps and will capture a fortified city. The forces of the south will be powerless to resist. Even their best troops will not have the strength to stand. The invader will do as he pleases. No one will be able to stand against him. He will establish himself in the beautiful land and will have the power to destroy it. He will determine to come with the might of his entire kingdom and will make an alliance with the king of the south, and he will give him a daughter in marriage in order to overthrow the kingdom, but his plans will not succeed or help him. Then he will turn his attention to the coastlands and will take many of them, but a commander will put an end to his insolence and will turn his insolence back on him. After this, he will turn back toward the fortresses of his own country, but will stumble and fall to be seen no more. Welcome back to Living Life. Daniel chapter 11 is one of the most difficult chapters in the book of Daniel. And it is also one of the most amazing chapters of the, the book of Daniel. In chapter 10, Daniel receives a vision from our Lord. That was during the reign of uh, King Cyrus of Persia in his third year. That's like uh, 536 BC in our calendar. And what Daniel hears is what Persia's future about the kingdom of Greece and about Roman Empire and beyond. Let's read verse 2. Now then I tell you the truth. Three more kings will arise in Persia, and then a fourth who will be far richer than all the others. When he has gained power by his wealth, he will stir up everyone against the kingdom of Greece. Yes, God said after King Cyrus of Persia, uh, three more kings will come. And, uh, and then the fourth one is so powerful that he will have several huge warfares against the kingdom of Greece. And this happened exactly in our history. There are many kings in Persia, but uh, the fourth king that God is talking about here really appear in our history book. The first king was Cambyses. The second king was uh, Pseudus Smartis. The third king was Darius Histapus, and the fourth king was Xerxes, um, who was very powerful and prosperous. He raised an immense army in order to invade Greece. 
The book called The History of Herodotus reports the king of Sarsis and his army had uh, two huge battles against Greece at Thermopylae uh, and Salamis. And there are movies about these two battles. Have you heard about the movie called 300? Yes, that movie is uh, fictional, but the theme is based on the battle between Persia and Greece, where King Xerxes attacks the kingdom of Greece. So Daniel received the vision 536 BC. The Battle of Salamis happened 480 BC. That means 56 years before David received this detailed vision. It's like in the year 1974, you receive a detailed vision that in the year 2020, there will be an outbreak of pandemic called COVID-19. Isn't this amazing? Let's read verse 3. Then a mighty king will arise who will rule with great power and do as he pleases. This history is so famous that almost everyone knows. Who is this mighty king who rules with great power? It is Alexander the Great, king of Macedonia and Greece. He expands his kingdom from Egypt to India across the uh, known world at that time. To the west, uh, you cannot go any further than Egypt because there is an Atlantic Ocean. To the, to the east, you cannot go any further than India because there is a Mount Himalaya. That's why Alexander the Great cried after conquering India because there is no more territory to conquer. This happened 325 before Christ, so 210 years after Daniel received uh, the vision. Let's read verse 4. His empire will be broken up and parceled out toward the four winds of heaven. It will not go to his descendants, nor will it have the power he exercised, because his empire will be uprooted and given to others. Wow. The Bible says after the great king, his kingdom won't be passed down to his children, but it will be taken by other people, not a person, but several men. This prophecy is also fulfilled word by word. Alexander the Great dies in age of 32. He has several children, but they all are killed. And Alexander's uh, four generals fight one another and split his kingdom into four. Cassandra takes Macedonia. Lysimachus takes uh, Thrace and Asia Minor. Ptolemy takes Egypt and Seleucus uh, possessed Syria. This happens 323 B.C., 212 years after Daniel received the vision. Let's read verse 5 and 6. The king of the south will become strong, but one of his commanders will become even stronger than he and will rule his own kingdom with great power. After some years, there will become allies, the daughter of the king of the south, will go to the king of the north to make an alliance. This verse is very important because out of four divided kingdoms of Greece, God is focusing on two kingdoms which are related to Israel, historically and geographically. The Bible calls kingdom of north because it is situated in north from uh, Israel's uh, point of view. History says it is Syria or Seleucid Empire, named after one of the four generals of Alexander the Great, Seleucus. And the kingdom of south 
It is situated in south from Israel's point of, point of view. History says Egypt or uh, Ptolemaic Empire, named after one of the four generals of Alexander the Great, Ptolemy. So these two kingdoms fight all the time. And all of a sudden, king of south says to king of north, yeah, let's not fight. I'm going to give you my daughter to be your wife. Let's become a family. And it really happens in the history. Ptolemy, the king of Egypt, king of south, gave his daughter Berenice to Antiochus, Antiochus II, the king of north, in 253 BC. That's like 270 years after Daniel receives the detailed vision. It's amazing. The critiques say this uh, prophecy is super accurate, so this must be written after all the incident happened. But then this edited or changed part of the document must be different than the rest of the book, uh, rest of the book of the Daniel in words, in syntax, and grammar. But many biblical scholars are saying that the book of Daniel as a whole, as a sum, is so identical in words, grammar, and syntax. You, can, uh, you cannot take things apart. This really shows how amazing our Bible is. It's totally reliable and trustworthy. It is the very Word of God. Today, today, we have seen how reliable and trustworthy our Bible is. It is really Word of God. And the very Word of God says, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not be perished, but have eternal life. Do you believe that God really loves you? Do you believe that Jesus really died for you? Do you believe that if you believe in Jesus, you will be saved instantly? Let's pray. Dear God, how awesome is your word. Even one word, phrase, clause, or sentence that you have spoken is fulfilled and will be fulfilled. Lord, we trust your word. Thank you for giving us your very word the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen.